Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. This week, I'll be speaking with Maggie Reed. Maggie's journey as a working woman has been defined by her relentless pursuit of personal and professional growth, fueled by a thirst for knowledge and a readiness to adapt to new technologies. After overcoming a chronic illness that left her bedridden for over two years, she fearlessly entered the workforce at the age of 53, forging a successful career in technology. Today, Maggie holds the prestigious position of Senior Customer Success Manager and Engagement Lead at a Fortune Global 500 company. In addition to excelling in her role, she actively mentors other women within the organization and holds leadership positions on committees dedicated to advancing the causes of women in the workforce and women in technology. Passionate about promoting women's issues, Maggie leads discussions to find solutions for the challenges faced by women in technology industry. Her unwavering commitment to gender equality and inclusivity serves as an inspiration to her colleagues and peers. Welcome to the show, Maggie. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. It's uh, quite an honor to be invited to, to join you. Great. So, Maggie, as a woman in tech, can you share with us your career journey and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, um, I was coming out of a four-year disability, and I had decided I wanted to rejoin the workforce. Mm -hmm. So I put that desire out into the universe. I'm a big believer in putting things out mm -hmm. into the universe, and the universe gave me an answer pretty quickly. Uh, what I wanted and what I needed was a part-time job, working remotely, and the job I was offered was that of a project coordinator. Didn't know a thing, even what a project coordinator was. <laughs> so when I started, um, I actually sat in on my first meeting with my laptop on my lap, Googling what is blank? What mm -hmm. does blank mean? Because of all the words and acronyms and none of it made any sense to me. So I literally started with zero knowledge. But you were and not I, intimidated. So that's well, very, very powerful. Very thank great. you. I find mm -hmm. that it really helps to come at something knowing that you don't know something. Mm -hmm. So many times we get frustrated because we're like, I should know this. I should know this. But if you come at something new saying, I don't know anything, then you can become a sponge and start absorbing and you're not resisting or fighting it. Um, and as a result of having come from that place, I'm now part of the leadership team and I train and mentor new members. And it really helps me to remember that moment with the laptops going, what is what does blank mean? And and I and I try to bring that to the training and, and efforts of bringing on new members onto the team. That's great. That's great. Great journey. So um, you know that I'm very passionate, and I know you are, about bringing girls into tech. And girls 8 to 13 is the age that we can encourage and guide them and really, you know, bring them in. And I know many schools are focusing on STEM education, but you say arts and science go together for a reason. Tell us more about that. Well, I always found it really interesting that arts and sciences always share the same space in education. If we ponder it for a moment, it seems almost contradictory. Mm -hmm. But if you sit on it for another minute and one minute further, you'll find that the answer is right in front of you because art 
and sciences at their core are creative. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that's very true. And now schools are actually adding arts to STEM to make it STEAM. Have you heard about that? I had not. That's really yeah. interesting. I'm yeah. very glad yeah. to hear that. That's that's really interesting. So you're you're um, spot on when you say they go together because now STEM is STEAM. So they are including arts as part of the sciences, which is really really cool. That's beautiful. I'm, yeah. I'm really glad to hear that. So how do we encourage more girls to consider math as an important subject in school? I know you went through this. I mm. wanted to, you to share your story. Well, um, yeah, I'm I'm a perfect example of someone who doesn't get math, which mm -hmm. my whole family finds hysterical because I work in tech. <laughs> uh, it, after many years of not passing fifth grade algebra, and if I'm going to be completely truthful, I would still be in high school if I had to pass that class. They mm -hmm. finally gave up and let me graduate. Um, but working in tech, I am working in mathematics and numbers all day long. It took me having to see math as a language, not mm -hmm. as dry numbers on a piece of paper, but actually as a language, that it all kind of fell into place for me. And I think that the way we're teaching math is where we're losing girls. Mm. I kept asking when I was in algebra for the you know, 20th time, <laughs> how can I use this in my day-to-day -day life? How? How? You know, mm -hmm. just give me an application here. And I always got the answer. It was never satisfactory. And it was, you just have to learn it. Mm. Well, that my brain checked out. It, mm -hmm. I'm not going to learn anything unless I can have an application. All right. Girls need to collaborate. That's how they learn, Colla mm -hmm. through collaboration. And they need to understand the hows and the whys of what it is they're learning. Right. So if we were to tell girls it's a language and they can use it to unlock secrets, mm. now you've got the girls interested. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they can use mathematics to send secret notes to one another. They can challenge one another with different uh, formulas and, and, and everything. And, and if they can start seeing it as a language to communicate, I think I and and not sit there with a piece of paper and 20 different equations that need to be solved. Mm -hmm. I think I love that would really lean into it. Yeah, I love that. It's a language and, and consider mm -hmm. it like learning a new language and it becomes really exciting. Yes, that's great. That's great. So now in this male dominated tech industry, you talk about power of pearls. Tell us more. Okay, so this was, it's really kind of my passion project. I started mm -hmm. it over 20 years ago. Um, I started observing in the workplace that men, uh, now this is pre-COVID when everybody was in the office, but mm -hmm. men would have softball uh, games, uh, they would have golf outings, they'd do the fantasy football. And in in doing that, they were whether consciously or unconsciously networking with other men beyond mm -hmm. their work area. Women, we tend to be more intimate and mm -hmm. we're building strong relationships within our immediate work area, but we weren't building those relationships beyond our immediate work mm -hmm. area. So 
women who are vastly superior to men in the relationship building area, we were failing miserably because mm -hmm. we were so focused on the immediate. So I started a group of women who would wear pearls. It was something uniquely feminine. You know, I've yet to find a man who's wearing a pearl necklace. I'm, I'm sure it'll happen, but I have yet to see it. Um, but it's something that's uniquely feminine. And it's a way that we can communicate quietly and privately amongst ourselves. So if we're in a conference room and we may be the one or maybe two other women are in the room and we want to speak up and you look around that room and you're intimidated to speak up, you can see the other women wearing pearls and know that you have allies, that somebody in that room has your back. Oh, and then you can that. find the courage to speak up. So the pearls represent, first of all, your commitment or oath to supporting other women and having each other's back. But also each individual pearl on your necklace represents another relationship, another network that you've made. And recently I heard a story about one of my coworkers where her granddaughter had to walk across the stage and give a speech. And the granddaughter was saying to her, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm too afraid. And she took off her pearls and put them on her granddaughter and said, put your hand on your pearls when you're on that stage and remember all the women who love you and stand behind you. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that right there is my mission. So yeah, I'm I I'm trying to get women to get their pearls out of the jewelry box and not just wear them for weddings and funerals and to wear them every day with your sweatshirt. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And I want to get me a strand of pearls now because I don't think I have a pair of strand yet. So I think I want to do that. Okay, so, so that I can support other women. So the expression, you know, the woman was clutching her pearls. I mm -hmm. want to take that from a negative to a positive. And I tell women to clutch their pearls all the time. That way they're reminded of all of the dynamic women yes. in their lives that stand yes. behind them. I will have a whole new meaning of when I see <laughs> pearls now. I love that. That is so awesome. And um, so have, have you, do you identify who the women are in your in your life on those pearls? Do you think about that? Oh, yes. I, I am so fortunate and so blessed for some amazing women in my life. And, and I would have to say that I'm one of the richest women I know because uh -oh. I have friendships that go back to when I was 12, 13 years old. Mm -hmm. I have relationships with with women that, you know, have endured the test of time. So in that regard, I'm a very rich woman. That's great. That is so great. What a great way to look at it. So each one of those pearls now has a meaning. Each first pearl identifies a woman, right? Absolutely. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, I, I have goosebumps. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Maggie, who inspires you and why? All right. So this answer is going to be very unexpected. So you're going to yes, have to I'm... go on the journey with me. <laughs> yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth I. Ah, okay. All right. So I think about her and draw strength from her every single day of my life. Wow. Because she had every disadvantage. Mm. Um, the, the first one is, yeah, she was a woman. 
in a man's mm -hmm. world, a true man's world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that nobody talks about is look at the way the women back then had to dress. I mean, that was like 25 pounds of garments and corsets <laughs> and and everything. And that was mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm I'm challenged to put on a pair of slacks and a shirt. I can't even mm -hmm. imagine having to dress and function the way they did back then. Right. She was declared illegitimate by her own father and watched her mother die. Mm. She was arrested by her Catholic sister. Mm. And then once she finally survived all that, she came to the throne. And from almost the first moment they put the crown on her head, they started trying to marry her off. Mm. So when I look at Queen Elizabeth, it, it really puts some of the challenges in my life into perspective. Mm -hmm. But what she did right she prevailed and ended up being one of the best monarchs in English history because mm -hmm. she surrounded herself with the best minds of her time. Mm -hmm. And she listened to their counsel. And at the end of the day, she relied on her own judgment, but she didn't try to have all the answers. I think a mistake a lot of people make is they think that once they're, you know, have achieved a certain level within their career, they have to have all the answers. You don't have to have all the answers. All you have to do is have the right questions. And so she she surrounded herself with the best minds of her time and and made sure that she had the right advisors. And, you know, you can look back now to to her reign and uh, it is considered one of the, the best in English history. So a lot of lessons can be taken from her. That's great. Wow. She was resilient. She mm -hmm. persevered every day. She she didn't let anything get her down, which in a male-dominated world is not easy. So that's that's awesome. That is an awesome inspiration for all of us. Oh, and she loved pearls too. Oh, see, yeah, you know that she loves pearls yeah. too. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, I, I watched the crown and just loved it. Just watching her, you know, when they changed, I think in one of the newer seasons, they had a newer Queen Elizabeth and it wasn't the same. The first okay. one was really, really good. I'm actually talking about Queen Elizabeth the first back in oh, the, the first 1500s. Oh, yes. I'm not talking oh, about Queen my Elizabeth gosh. the second. I'm talking about ah. all the way back to Queen Elizabeth the first. Now the clothing See, I've makes learned more something. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm learning something. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Yes. Thank you for aligning that correctly. Um, so Maggie, what has been your biggest challenge in your career and how have you overcome it? Well, if I'm going to be a hundred percent candid, mm -hmm. I'm in it right now. Mm -hmm. And it's happened in the last week. Wow. And I was absolutely knocked off my feet for a few days trying to reconcile why I'd been passed over for a promotion. Mm. And I was left questioning, nah, berating myself. Mm -hmm. Questioning would have been kind. I, I really, I really berated and abused myself for a few days. Yeah. We do that as women. I'm telling you, we <laughs> yeah. have negative Nancy in our back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's our first go-to place. But mm -hmm. I think we have to, to go through that in order to really get to the other side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was asking, what's wrong with me? What am I missing? 
it's a good place to start because then you're t- at least taking ownership. Mm-hmm. It's you're not automatically blaming others. Yeah. Well, this right. person, you know, did this and that. You're starting with what's what's my ownership here? Right. You're taking an inventory of yourself. Absolutely. But at some point, you have to put on your big girl pants and get some answers. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to an old and trusted friend who had been a former VP. Mm-hmm. And we had a really long conversation. And he provided me with some of the hard truths I needed in order to move mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. Now, that hard truth, sometimes we have to step outside our own head and seek truth. Mm-hmm. Not our truth, the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have to have people in our lives that can tell us, frankly, when we're being an ass. Right. If you don't have, if, if you don't trust somebody enough to tell you that you're being an ass, then, then you don't they, have the right group. Yeah, you you don't have, and and also when when they say good and affirm aff, affirming things about you, mm-hmm. you can't really trust that either. Right. So you have to have people that can 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 really t- be give you the hard truths. Mm-hmm. And in my case, he validated how I was feeling, and that. It, it was a, it was legitimate, mm-hmm. but then he gave me some perspective on ways in which I can reframe this situation and more importantly, how to manage up. So I didn't get the promotion. I can sit here and curl into the corner and suck my thumb and feel sorry for myself, or I can take t- positive steps and ask questions about the path forward, mm-hmm. asking management what did I miss? What are some milestones I should hit? Uh-huh. So right now, uh, the best I can say is I will be managing up and I will let you know when I can put a win, put this in my win column. And I Great. will. Great. And we'll have you back on the show to do that because <laughs> it's so important. So, um, so do you have like a roadmap now to follow to say, okay, these are the things I need to do between now and then, and this is my goal? It was it was really interesting because one of the things that he said, uh, some of the advice that I had gotten was, you know, put together everything you've accomplished and the revenue numbers and put together mm-hmm. bullet points so that, you know, you can talk through it. Mm-hmm. And what my friend said is at his level, his brain would check out after the first after the first bullet point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he said, ask open-ended questions that elicit conversation for him to speak and not just mm-hmm. give me yes and no answers. Right. And and ask for those milestones. Ask what what, what the path forward is. Looks like. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it, it, his approach was more asking questions mm-hmm. that force some thought and consideration I think that's really good advice. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I, and and that's more of a conversation and less of a presentation, and I like Mm -hmm. that. Right, and it's it's really getting their thought process, understanding mm -hmm. where he's coming from, because that's the end result. That's where you have to get to. You know, you can talk about yourself every day to him, and you're not really understanding what he's looking for. But the other thing that he said that I thought was really relevant to this conversation is that this is something that we as women in male dominated fields, such as tech, 
mm-hmm. are faced with over and over and over again. All the time. And he acknowledged yep. it's not fair, but we have to start to learn if how to effectively deal mm-hmm. with these situations. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it. do you remember those punching bags, the Bozo the Clown, you punch mm-hmm. it and bounce it back mm-hmm. up? Well, yep. I've got a picture of that on my laptop. Right now. Good. Yeah. And you know, we're gonna it, step back up right up and, I, and yeah. go again. Knock me down. I'm gonna get back up. So right. yes, this uh, I it I will put this in the win column. I'm working it now. Great. Well, we wish you the best of luck. And Thank I you. know you will do it. And we have all confidence in you as you will in yourself, because that's the main thing is that when you decide I'm going to do this, I'm going to win, you will, you'll figure it out. And that's very, very important. Thank you so much for sharing that, because that is so important for women on the show that are listening to help them get to that next level, right? Because like you said, a lot of times we just go in the corner and just feel sorry for ourselves, cry in our plate, you know, and that's it. And nothing changes. Here you have to say, okay, how do I change this? Now, do you have any mentors? Actually, I do. I'm, okay. uh, but I, I, I want to go back to, to, to one thing you said a minute ago. Mm-hmm. We do have to allow ourselves a certain amount of time to, to feel our way through it. If we need to cry right. for two or three days, we need That's to okay. give ourselves permission. Mm-hmm. We don't have Absolutely. to always be strong. And like Queen Elizabeth, we don't have to have all the answers. We just have to ask the right questions. That's so great. I worked through it. I now have the questions and hopefully I'll, I'll get the answers. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as my mentor, um, I've always believed in mentorship. Mm-hmm. I don't care what level you are. You need to have that sounding board that you can can trust and who can also champion for you when you when you're at work you don't have to navigate the waters by yourself you you need to have a champion out there that is Absolutely. somebody uh at a, a leadership level above you mm-hmm. uh that can that can you sing can your sound praises. things yeah. off sing your mm-hmm. praises champion mm-hmm. for you but but also help guide you for for additional learning so that you're not just stuck in your own head you get a different perspective so i I choose my mentors very carefully. I've been honored by several of them, but I particularly have my mentor now who is a huge champion on women in technology. And uh, she's, she's just, she's a miracle for me. That's great. That's great. And I wanted to stress on mentorship because it is so important for us women to have somebody to just talk to, to relate mm-hmm. with, to have us, have a champion on your side to understand some things are just difficult. You know, this was a big promotion. It's a difficult piece to say, oh, I didn't get it, but you will. It will take mm-hmm. time, but you will get there, you know, but you need somebody to be in your court picking you up. One of your pearls. Yes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> One of your pearls. I love that. So um, amazing, amazing. Now, this is a selfish question because I have a bucket list long of lots of places I want to travel to, and I love traveling. So uh, what is your most favorite place that you've traveled to and why? Okay, so my most favorite place is Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, I'm 
planning on going there. I'm going to have to well, get ideas from you. Absolutely. When you go, I will give you a, a list of favorite places. But there's something about Charleston. You know, it's considered the holy city. And they have all these beautiful old, old churches. It's okay. steeped in, in American history. Uh, you know, even during the Revolutionary War, it was considered the jewel in the crown. And everybody was fighting to have control over Charleston. It's... Mm -hmm. One of one of the I don't know which number, but I think it's in the top 10 ports mm -hmm. in the United States. It might even be in the top five. But the food. Oh, my God. The food in Charleston. Oh, I'm it's, there. I'm a foodie, <laughs> so I love food. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a foodie's paradise. So okay. um, from from its very beginning, because it was a seaport foods and spices and flavors and teas from all over the world have always come into Charleston and the chefs and cooks there have always experimented with it. And now there's a, a trend back toward uh, legacy recipes and heritage, mm -hmm. um, like heritage tomatoes and oh. um, taking traditional Southern cuisine and putting a modern spin on it. Yeah. And the food is just un unbelievable. So, um, and there's a, there's a place there. Um, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a commercial for him. It's called Christophe Chocolatier. Mm. And he's okay. a third generation French chocolatier, patisserie. Mm. And you go in and there are all these beautiful hand-painted chocolates. And oh my just, gosh, I want I to go know. tomorrow, but I'm not going till July. <laughs> well, when you go, you let me know. And I I'll will. Give, I'll I give will. you a few places to go. But sure. when I'm there, I just feel whole. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm going to be making a trip down there very soon just to kind of get a reset. That's amazing. We're going um, we're going to Myrtle Beach, actually, uh, with the kids and family. And then when they leave, I want to go to Charleston for a couple of days. So I love your list. Yes. Oh, my God. This is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I just met um, a couple of women from Charleston that um, took a cooking class with me. And they were just raving about it. So I said, okay, I will add it. I'm going to Myrtle Beach and I can go to Charleston pretty easily. <laughs> so you will yeah. not, you will not forget it. Now I will yeah. tell you that Charleston in July is just it's hot. Yeah. It's it's hot. But yeah, that's okay. <laughs> if you take instead of a walking tour, if you take mm -hmm. the harbor tour. Okay. It's at night and it's cool and you're out on the boat nice. and they take you around the, you know, the, 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 the outer island and they mm -hmm. tell you the history and it's kind of like a ghost tour. So they tell you about some of the ghosts in Charleston <laughs> and it was one of the most enjoyable tours I've ever done. Okay, so start your list because I'm going to be asking you for it. <laughs> you got it. I will send awesome. it to you. Awesome. I love that. I knew that was a great question. Well, Maggie, this was such an honor and such a pleasure to talk to you. I know you've inspired just with this session. You've probably inspired a lot of women to jump into tech and really build that confidence, you know, with some of your advice. So I love, love, love our conversation. Can you share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you? Sure. Um, I have an email. It's pearlpower61 at gmail.com. And I can Great. also be found out on Twitter, which is the same, at mm -hmm. Pearl Power 61 Perfect. So, we'll uh, put that in the show notes as well. 
yeah, we'll put that in the show notes so everybody has it. But what a pleasure. Thank you again so much, Maggie. It was such a pleasure and an honor to have you. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Thank you. And wear your pearls. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week. From IT skill enhancements to end user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum on-demand courses for IT professionals or end users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions.